thank you to our three sponsors for supporting our podcast. John Russell's Art Caterers and Milltown Pies, who offer fantastic catering services. Alexander Grace Law, who provide modern and client-led legal services. And SBE Furnishings, who offer high-quality furnishings and electrical items at fantastic prices. That's my debut. And then right. after that, I didn't get many runs. I only got 15. Uh, I can't remember when I got out. I think Terry Law got me out. But, but I do remember taking a catch-up point, and because everyone thought I dropped it, I had to remind them and reassure them that I had caught it, because I caught it in my... So at point, I right. caught, it rolled up my hands into my arms. Right. So when I'm on the floor like this, right. I went, I've caught it, I've caught it! <laughs> I'm all around, I'm around with ball in me. I'm all around with ball in my body, you know, so I didn't want to get a, a roasting yeah. off Stanley. I mean, I did get a couple of roasting off that year, but yeah. So it didn't roll like... Can you remember <laughs> that debut, Joe? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd made my debut the season before, yeah. um, when we were short. Uh, yeah, I can remember. I can remember Johnny's. Uh, I can remember that. I can remember him shouting, "I've caught it!" Because that came. Mickey Mickey Lee took a hat trick. Took a hat trick to on last three balls of the game to win. Right, exceptional um, second team baller in exceptional. Yeah, and that run out, Jez, started Paul Stanley's superstition and never watching the first ball of any game. <laughs> so right. all the time yeah. that Wait, he was manager know, of our Jez, team, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, and I was always curious as to why he did that on the first team. So it used to make me a little bit nervous when he used to do it. You know, when I'd, I'd go yeah. out batting, he'd be like. I'm not gonna watch a ball to you at a run. All right, cheers. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a bit like. I mean, I mean, he, he must have had an heart attack when he watches against Bakeup away. I mean, crikey. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The other thing to note as well, Jez, is that me and Johnny were part of an extremely successful under 15s team that I got to the. Right. Na- yeah, I forgot about that. They got onto the national. We got to the national finals in which we should have won, but um, I got out sweeping. Um, but be- we went. We we played in our normal. Lancashire League group, and then we yeah. went. Then we went all over, all over the country. After that, and we went to say right. all over the country. We went to Bolton and York, uh, Penrith, right. we went to Penrith as well, and became. Was that the district or, or was that Law House? No, it at was Law House. House. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, so was, tell um... us who else were in that. Who else were in that fifteen side then? Uh, so it would have been Johnny, Matt Walker, Max Howells, Ferg, Toxy Razak, me, Afraz Ali, Afraz Ali, yeah, Afraz. Uh, Ed Williams. Yeah, Eddie Williams, Josh Ollie Whitehead, Bailey. Ollie Baycat, and uh, Aidan Holgate. Brilliant, good side. But, but back then, Joe, dude, back then, you know, the likes of Max Howells were, they were questioned when they were in this side because they were in no way, shape or form an under 15. You know, the, the shape of them, he, he was about six foot one, mm. 14 stone. You know, he just yeah. weren't a, a, an under 15 year old. Um, and yeah. it, it, it dawned on us when we got to York, which was like the final, 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 because it was like three finals we went into. When we got to York, um, we played this side from Nottingham. I remember this left arm all the bowling at me. He must have been about six foot four and he was rapid. He was rapid. And I remember Matt Walker, because me and Matt Walker used, were, were, I think it started as Joe and Matt who opened. And then one game we played Horwich away um, and Joe weren't feeling well. So I took the, I took the, uh, I took the spot. And we we knocked him off. Uh, one day Max Hells was coming and, and stopped thanking it. <clears throat> that was that final got us through to Cumbria, and then we played Cumbria and got through to York. But I remember playing at York, and the the, the sides that were there, it was just like, wow, have we really yeah. got here? The level was just ridiculous. Yeah. And we could have yeah. won. We should have won, really, but we came short. But it was a it was a an unbelievable journey. We went on a went through a stage, Jez, where we played ten games in a row. Whether that was for Law House, the district. Um, so playing the, you know, playing these games at night. There were twenty over games, and they're playing for the district yeah. during the day. We played yeah. a district game against South Ribble, 
at, at Longridge, and then we we had to we had to go on our fish and chips and then play Longridge at night. So we had we had a full, uh, we had a full day at Longridge, and it yeah. was it was genuinely a, it was amazing. It was a Brilliant. real incredible run. Who ran the under fifteens then? Who was like you? Stan. You managed Stan. Stan did it, yeah. Yeah, uh, Stan and um, Stan and Joe. Would it have been someone like Colin Underson or Waity? Were Waity? Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, it's probably a good point to come on to because this housecast is listened listened to by people all over the world. So I think it's worth mentioning at this stage. People will know who Stan Eaton is, and for those who don't know, Stan is Johnny's uncle. So obviously you've grown up around cricket, you've grown up around Stan. Is there any any stories or anything you can tell us about your uncle? Oh, I mean, there's many, Jess. Um, ones that are appropriate for this, you know, that's questionable. I mean, you can be the judge of that. Um, is there anything, is there anything, me and cricket? Uh, not Nothing that springs to mind straight away. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, am, I, am, I am blood related to him. I mean, he's my me, he's mum's me brother. Um, somehow, the, you know, one thing I have managed to inherit uh, from him, although I wish it was some sort of cricket motivation, the, the only thing I've managed to inherit from him is the lack of calf muscles that we both have. Um, right. You know, Stan must have the straightest leg uh, I've ever seen, um, yeah. as do I. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Stan's been, Stan's been great uh, in, in yeah. my upbringing. He's the one who poached me from, from Reed at the early ages yeah. of, of eight. Um, but cricket yeah. story-wise, I mean, there's... There's nothing that, that he's done. I mean, he did once nickname me Johnny the Bastard um, <laughs> for, for a, a very good reason, uh, if you want to get into that one. Um, we played Rami at home in, a, in an under-13s or under-15s game, I think it was. And I've hit this ball, edged it behind. Tom Parsons caught it, got up. John Waits umpire and he hasn't given out. Obviously, I'm stood there perplexed. Mm. Um, Tom Parton then come up to me and said, come on, Johnny, you did it, that didn't you? I said, yeah. And then I walked off. Um, Stan, <laughs> on the other hand, didn't see the funny side of that whatsoever and absolutely roasted me to the extent once he calmed down, he said, hey, Johnny, we're going to have to toughen you up, therefore I'm going to nickname you Johnny the Bastard. Um, and then, the, and then ever, ever since then, he's, he's never really messed with me, to be honest with you. you know, the no. minute he stepped out of line, I've put him in his place, you know, because I mean, IQ differences, yeah. I mean, I'm cut above. So, yeah. I mean, cricket ability as well, I mean, crap. He goes on about catching balls. I think he's caught COVID, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. It, you, That's interesting, you mentioned, though. That, go on, Joe. I would say you mentioned you inherited these uh, calf muscles. I've been speaking to a, a few of the the lads at the club, and they say that you also might have inherited these running between the wickets uh, skill levels. Because we have a we have a running theme on this podcast that whoever used to on the batting with Stan used to get run out. And yeah. you know there are some people in the current first team who have suggested to me when I've been doing my extensive research for this podcast, that uh, that you might might also have a problem uh, running between the wickets. Have you got yeah. anything to say about that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm never going to badmind myself when it comes to, to batting, regardless of what it is. Um, unfortunately, the stats do prove otherwise. So, you know, there has been more than a few occasions where I have been uh, dismissed by run out. Whether that's something I've inherited from Stanley Eaton, I hope not. Uh, I think it's just a miscommunication between me and the other batting partner that I have. Usually it's their fault. Um, but aside from <laughs> that, you know, I mean, Stan as well, I wish Stan was on this call because he probably would fight our corner. Cause, I mean, let's call it a collective, you know, it's collective view, our corner. 
um, it would probably say that he's really good at running in between the wickets. You know, I didn't watch him unfortunately. I, I missed him throughout his career. I wish I did see some of his uh, some of his cricket uh, events because th- I'm sure some of them are, are amusing. Jez, which you could probably show me on a different different moment. But yeah, yeah, yeah Joe, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you've played with me enough, Dooch. Not the best, obviously, uh, when it comes to running. Uh, mostly of them were Ben's fault. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's uh, that's that cleared up. But I can confirm Stan was surrendered. He was he was constantly at the centre of every game. There would be some incident where either <laughs> someone got run out or there was a row because of because of Stan's running. Um, so and then I mean I don't know. I'll I'll throw this open to to debate. What about fielding, Duke or Joe Martin comparing you know, Johnny with Stan? Good Stan field. I don't know if he could. I've never seen him. But imagine I'm not in the debate, am I? Johnny is an excellent, an excellent fielder. Very, very, very good slip fielder. Where we, uh, where me and Johnny frequent. Um, where so, but you get, but Johnny does get moved every now and again, which is bizarre. He's by far and away the best slip fielder. But then he'll get moved to some really obscure position because he's really fast at running. I'm not though. Yeah, but I'm not. They're all misperceptions, Jez. They're all misperceptions. You know, they must say that. Look at the size of his quads. He must be rapido, like a Yuan Blake. Well, I'm absolutely but then, far. But then they should say, look at the size of his calves. Obviously, he's not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or look at the length of his feet. You know, it's just yeah, it's just not what it was. But uh, yeah, you are right, that Joe. Actually. It's, I've never really thought about it. Just yeah, I do get put in strange positions. I mean, one point at one point I'm I'm at silly leg uh, yes. biting the the opposition's head off, or um, I'm in first slip or leg slip for that matter, or I'm at, I'm at, I'm at uh, sweeper or deep or cow corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, to be fair to you, it's one of them as well. I mean, Ben Ben or Charlie. Well, Charlie needed to be. Ben needs to be careful because I, I do I do have the um, tendency to to switch off at some stage in the game. So having me on really? the edge always the best idea. I mean, there was right. one occasion this year at, Wal- at Walsden away where Blaise, uh, Blaise, Ben actually moved me because he's caught me talking to my dad and my girlfriend on the edge. Uh, right. so, Got moved into the ring after that, and I didn't enjoy the rest of the thirty-five overs I had to field. I must admit, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was. It was right. So that were after five overs, Jez. <laughs> right. I, mean, I do have a ball spit with you, Joe. I do have a ball oh, spit with you. No. One of the pod, one of the podcasts the other week, it was mentioned that apparently there is no good slip fielders in our fielding side, and that we don't have any good slip catchers to the likes of Frankie if they bowl ninety, eighty-five mile per hour. Uh, can we just I address was... it? Please. Yeah, I I was more sort of talking about when I was playing in the first team. I don't I don't ever remember you feeling at slip when I was playing in the first team. I was a youngster, weren't I? So I used to get put five yeah, to five. Exactly. Like, so that, that's what that's building, what I was talking character about. Character building. I mean, I'm very fortunate to not play with Jez because I would have had at least two black eyes. You know, <laughs> like four bats in. Yeah. Just yeah, just one thing that you did mention there about about a game at Walsden away. There's another game at Walsden away I wanted to um, I wanted to bring up about. An umpire that was mentioned a few weeks ago. We won't say his name, but he's he's lad Craig who plays at church. Um, you got given out LBW and you didn't react to it particularly well. Came off ranting and raving, but unfortunately for you, it had been recorded on pitch vision, and the lads the lads reviewed it. He was knocking all three over, but but you'd already had this thirty-five minute rant about the umpire. Can you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a white board involved as well, I think. To be fair, Joe, to be fair, Joe, it's a very touchy subject, is that? Very touchy subject. I've not actually, um, you know, I've not actually met up with with Ken yet. I've not actually spoken to him about it. I don't think I ever will, um, to be fair. But I mean, that's a separate matter. I'll have to deal with that myself. 
Um, we played Norden at home. Played Norden uh, about the third or fourth game into the season. We were batting second. They got a lot more. They got more than we we had hoped. We we we, we sort of let it go a little bit coming to the last ten overs was at the fielding. So. They got a lot of runs on the board and we lost early wickets. I was sort of grafting, wicket weren't great, cheers Stan, um, wicket weren't great. So it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was an hard graft. And I remember actually being comfortable. I was comfortable with um, the position I was, you know, was in from, from a batting tactic, shall we say. And I remember this, this medium pace, I don't remember his name. He's bowled this ball in swinging, full, full, full length ball in swinging. Inside edged it, and I'm telling you now, listen, we all get dubious decisions. Every batsman is never happy the way they get out. Every LB is always challenged. This one, I guarantee you, was an ultimate firing. And I was getting a lot of grief and a lot of shit from the opposition. Why, I don't know. Why he'd give me shit, I don't know. They were getting into me, trying to get into my head. Obviously worked after after, after I got fired. The ball, I've inside edged it into my, inside of my ankle, uh, into my ankle, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's, he's, he's fired, he's given me a finger, they've gone up right, and I'm, I've stepped away from the wickets. It's on video, this, so there's evidence. I, I hope you can attach the video to the podcast, because I want people to see this. Well, I walk away from the wickets, I think he's going to get me out here, because this claim was so loud, I thought, Shh. Next thing you know, he's put finger up, and I've got me bat in, it's like a fucking shot when it was. If it were one, I'd give, I'd give him proper expelliarmus. Fucking, fucking, I'm going like this, and all of a sudden they're like going bye bye. But we're giving all this anyway. I've, 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 carried, I've started walking behind. I've not hit the stumps before. I've started walking behind. I've turned around again. I said, "Fucking shit!" Anyway, I've carried on walking. Face it. I've looked at the scoreboard. I've seen my name. I've seen my name on my number. Obviously, fall off scoreboard. I thought shaking me. And all of a sudden, ball is 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 about it's about where that green mat is, where the 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 waterworks is on 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 the pitch, and the, the their pro, who's an English lad, is coming over. And he, he was giving me loads of grief. Anyway, as he picks up the ball, he goes, enjoy your band, mate. I'm like, you can fuck off as well. Anyway, I just like walked <laughs> off into the changing rooms then. But when I walked into the changing rooms, the, the Blaze and Toxie were, were obviously bored watching me bat, which is no surprise. And, and they'd, they'd been drawing a load of stuff on the on the score, on the score uh, on this whiteboard. Now, I can't remember the content of the whiteboard. And I was that angry. I actually can't remember what I said. But maybe Joe can touch on this and, and maybe we can obviously... Uh, <laughs> create it a little bit more because at the time it wasn't funny I was fuming I was fuming I didn't give a shit about the ban I, you know the game was for me the game was was, was lost I, I would yeah I would be wits end weekend and I, and I profusely refused to apologise to him which I didn't didn't say anything which he wrote comment on the letter of, on the review that he does at the end of the game he actually wrote that I showed no remorse in terms of what I did and, and, and I still don't I don't agree with it, and I don't think I've ever spoke to him since. What did you get for that? For too bam much wise. ban, too much, too much bam, and, and, a, and, a, and a royal roasting off Stanley as well. He, he does, he does remind me uh, constantly that I cost him the league that year for that ban, which I, I, I heavily doubt with my performance for the season. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on. And so what well, was the yes, another about? podcast, another ban. Another ban, I know. These youngsters. What were the whiteboards? You know what, as well, it's my first ever ban. Do you know what was that whiteboard? I can't remember the whiteboard. it. Whiteboard? At the start of the season, do you know at the start of the season, you get new theories about how you're going to be the best team? So this year's theory was Francois, which was, we're going to write down our aims for the game, what we're trying to achieve from the game, so then everybody knows and it's clear, and we're going to write them on this whiteboard. It lasted about three games. Before nobody could be bothered writing on the whiteboard. 
and on and on that particular game, Blaise and Toxey had, had rubbed every, <laughs> rubbed everything out, and they were writing down everything that Johnny said on the <laughs> on the, the whiteboard. Um, and I and I really and I thought I thought someone had taken a picture and put it on the first team chat, and I was going to try and but there's no. There's no picture, unfortunately. There were one comment that made no sense, which is no surprise. I can't remember what it was. I remember them saying one comment, and they just kept touching on that one comment. I can't remember it. <laughs> but that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah, it does. I mean, we'll, we'll probably touch on it, Jez, but we, when we were getting the changing rooms done, Johnny wasn't happy with how they were being designed and how they were going. It was a rain-affected game at Richton. We were trying to talk about what we'd want from the change rooms, and Johnny kept blurting in with different stuff. So we had eventually said, right, nobody, yeah, nobody's allowed to no, talk. No, this is incorrect. Right, this is inc- that story's incorrect. What we were talking about, Jez, is the money that came from the supporters and what we were going to spend it on. Oh, and we right. were discussing whether we were going to buy new covers. Right. Okay. Discussing what we were going to do with it. So the options were we we're going to either buy a 2020 kit, yeah. new covers, yeah. um, or, or, or do something, something else with it. And I remember everyone being led down. And I mean, I, I just can't do it, Jez. I can't sit still and just listen to this nonsense. So I have to, I have, to have my input. So I'm blurting out a load of bollocks, loads of it. And I'm, and I'm coming out with these ideas. And to me, these ideas make sense. These ideas are proper. These ideas are something that I do envision. And I think they should happen, right? So then I'm getting challenged on it. And I said, you're clueless. You don't have anything. I've got a business mind. Business mind. So listen to me. And, you know, none of them, you know, Wes just weren't having it. You know, he weren't having it. His arrogant self, which weren't having it. Um, and, and, yeah, I didn't get anywhere with it, unfortunately. I didn't get my own way. I think I wanted something as daft as like a milkshake maker in bar or something. I don't know. You know, but, we need it. but in order to get everybody's points across, Bless has decided that nobody were allowed to speak. Oh, yeah. So we had to, so, and we had a mug. So we were passing a mug around when you wanted to say something. So well, I got my own mug. Yes. <laughs> Kept giving Johnny a mug. <laughs> that worked. Oh. That, that was all so that that would have been yourself... that would have been you know that would have been about when I was eighteen. That's have been a long time ago. Right? Do you, would you say you've got uh, less daft as you've got older, uh, no. Johnny? Or no, no, more no. daft, more daft. No, yeah, I, I, more more daft. I have. It's a little bit flawed to be honest, Jess, because I try to be more like my dad every single right. day. He's right. he's a character, you know. He makes Joe Benaducci piss his sides. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever made Joe piss himself once. Um, and, and to be fair, I actually think Joe Benucci doesn't like me. You know, I think he can't stand me. And I think, you know, it's a real issue for me, you know, especially when he's partnering with Francois when he's playing golf instead of myself. You know, it's a real kick in the, the teeth for me. So, yeah, yeah I, I've definitely got more daft, less brat, less intelligent. Right. What do you think of that, Dooch? What have you, it sounds like a counselling session, this, but what's... Uh... Yeah, he's like, been paranoid. He's been paranoid. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah he, he loves me, Jez. He absolutely adores me. He's yeah. obsessed with me. He actually tried to be me once. He, he, he once tried to backlight me. He, he pulled it off, to be fair, but yeah. Right. right. Well, they've, also so anyway. had, they've, they've also had a fight, Jez. Right. <laughs> 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 no, Jez, this was not fair. No, this is <laughs> not fair. As I'm going away, warm up, what they do. I were even mouthy on this particular morning. I were even mouthy. I were just noble banter, doing all thing. Me, me and Dooch in this particular season have this gag going on where we spoke to each other in this certain voice and we loved it. We're proper good mates, proper good chubby mates. Me and my chubby mate. Anyway, next thing you know, <laughs> next thing you know, he jumps on me and I've got him on me, 
Charlie on me and even Blaise on me, right? And they are beating me up on the pitch before a game. And I thought, is this character building or is this bullying? Um, I, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't differentiate the two. So it was just one of them. I, you know, I, I just sort of took it, took it like a man, and 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 I think I got a duck that day and blamed it on them. <laughs> exactly. It might have been the game though when Joe took a catch. Joe Dukes took a catch at mid off and he broke his little, he broke it out of his finger, his thumb. Dislocated my finger. Good times. I forgot about that. Good times. I mean, does that, ring, does, that, does that sound familiar to you, Jez, at all? You know, dishing out a bit of. Um... Well, character building, yeah, they're certainly not bullying. It's character building, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, think, I think I'd have got some royal pacings from you, Jez. I don't think my character, I don't think you'd have tolerated it very well. I mean, you know, the, the, even I even struggled to stay quiet at the end of a, at the end of a game. Uh, when you know you have your sort of debrief, I don't really. Right. It's still like that, to be honest with you. So yeah, I think I would have just stayed out of your way uh, in yeah. those days. Yeah, yeah, we'd have had to. Uh, we'd have had to maybe go to separate dressing rooms or something, Johnny. <laughs> um, so you've got yourself. Uh, you get a few runs. Talk us. We get up to about the 2013 season when you've had a, a really quite a good year. What's what's your recollection of that year? Because you got quite a few runs that year. Well, I mean, I mean, it's probably better. Going through, going through all the way from the start with the ones because it was yeah, up and on. down, Jez. Yeah, it was up on. and down. Right. 2010 was when I made my debut. Uh, we had Aaron Heal right. as, as professional. Yeah. Now in that year, the the pros that were in that league were were exceptional. You had Amor Ali at Colm, you had John John Smuts yeah. at Baycup, you had the David Visa at Tomerden, you, you had uh, Phil Hayes at Azzy. Um, so you know the the, the likes. Of, I think he was, um, but the the pros, the pros in that league were were, were really good, um, especially the ones that were overseas from South Africa. But I remember making my debut in a twenty twenty game. How I came about getting the debut there in a twenty twenty, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I did. It was at Colne away. This is even when Gary Gary, uh, what's the agent called? Gary Hunt. He was even playing, and me and Fergus opened the batting. <laughs> Fergus, luckily enough, uh, had to face the first two overs of Amwar. Um, in in that in that uh, in that game, and he made about he made thirty. Did did Ferg, and we put on a I I made I made a fifty I made fifty seven not out, and we put on about one thirty for the game, and I remember I remember fielding at forty five or short third man whatever you want to call it. I remember just shitting myself thinking, "Fuck, I'm screwed. I don't want to stop this. I don't want I don't want this ball to come to him." So he's getting tight, this game, all the rest of it. And I'm already batting, all the rest of it. And obviously, I'm, it's the first time I've ever played first team cricket, so I didn't know what to expect. You know, irrelevant of the of the batting performance, it was just more of a case of shit. I'm fielding now. What's going to go? What's going to happen? And I remember, I remember, I'm adamant. I'm adamant that Deck Bailey was was subfielding. Joe, am I right? You are because Paddy got hit in his head. And he took a puff. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember that. Uh, but I remember, yeah, I remember Deck taking a couple of catches. Um, and and we, we won comfortably. And then after that, I made the I made my league league debut at home against Aki when Will Driver was there. He had a really good year, and and I opened with Finchie, and that was the first time I ever ever sort of met and, and played with Finchie. Wow, what a player! That offside, that offside six, it's just to, mm. first first like first over he could do it. He actually once did it going yeah. away against Amor Ali. Uh, this yeah. is a story. So uh, we're yeah. playing playing going away. This is sort of mid mid season, and he's uh, Amor Ali first up, first ball, Jez offside six, right over at clubhouse, lost a brand new juke, yeah. right over at clubhouse, mate, it were massive, and Brilliant. I was just like, I would, I would, I would date, my, I would, my jaw just dropped. Anyway, ball after he's, he's run a one, what <laughs> real do, what real do. Anyway, so I'm facing him first one, didn't see it, just just went past me back, didn't see it. 
Second ball, didn't see it. Third ball, cleaned up. Absolutely cleaned up all the way. Stumps everywhere. Um, but actually, he made, he made, uh, he made. He, I mean, I opened, I opened with him for the rest of that year. And I think what was, what was good for, for me, my development was we never had less than fifty as an opening stand. So I might chip in with a, a couple of twenties. Remember having a thirty-nine at church, batting a long, long time. We, I think, can't remember. We were rain, rain, rain affected. And coming to the end of the end of that season, we we played Baker at home, and I scored eighty-eight. So I was obviously that close to a to a my first my first ton for for Lord Lord I've seen cricket really, um, and we kept coming off for rain. I remember going back out and obviously the rain the the, the uh, always got reduced. I remember going to play a ball and I slipped on my back foot. As I slipped, the ball's just obviously gone up and and keepers took it. And I remember saying to my dad weeks and weeks and weeks before that game, and he, he still actually brings it up now sometimes. That any new spikes, my spikes had gone on my boots. And it haunted him for years after that. It was like, when I watched him, it was my fault. And he used to like bring it up and all the rest of it. But yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty much that season. It was a really good year. But then coming on to 2011, the year we won the league, I didn't have much involvement at all that year. I had a really, really bad year, really poor year performance-wise. Um, I mean, that year I was really unfit as well. I had my appendi- I had appendicitis, uh, so I had them out. Um, so I wasn't right. exercise or anything. I was on some strong medication for me for my face because I had me back, back then, so I couldn't exercise on them either. So I, yeah, I was just really unfit and had a really poor year to the point where Charlie uh, put me in the twos to just sort of number one gain some confidence, get me back in the twos, get some confidence, and yeah. then you know sort of just make myself ready for the first team again. Because I think the year after it sort of dawned on me that it is a huge step up from the twos, and, mm. I, and I, I would suspect it still is now because I, unfortunately I'm not yeah. doing much second team cricket these days. But yeah, back yeah. then it was certainly a huge step up. So I mean that 2011 win, you know, it, yeah, I played a, a amount of you know a sort of amount of games that um, enabled me to get a award awarded with a, a medal, but. In terms of performance, there weren't any contribution really from me. I mean, when I would play in the first, it would be batting at like eight, nine, ten, eleven. So yeah, it wouldn't be 2012 until I came back with it with a bang, really. Yeah, and what do you put that down to? You know, I remember you had appendicitis. Uh, you know, and uh, you know you you were obviously going through quite a bit then. Do you think it was just because you got fit and you you came back, or or had you worked on something within your batting? to get yourself back into that form that you had in 2000, before 2011? It's a good question. I mean, I think there's a, a contribution of all them factors because the, 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 the fact was, I mean, this is when I was at Thomas Whitton, Joe, so I was even playing football um, that I don't even play. You know, I was just getting, I, I got, I got, I did get really fit. Um, but aside from that, I did put a lot of work in with my dad yeah. in the nets. I mean, that was yeah. something that sort of came about from the age of 13, 14, when we started going in the nets. Once the nets went up, I was always in there. So it was always a thing that I was working on the yeah. game. But I, I think it was more so, Jess, that it was just a new season, refreshed mindset. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I weren't panicking. I didn't have things on my mind. You know, yeah. at that age, when I was in 2011, it was always a case of, shit, I really want to perform here. And I got worried and worked up. And Charlie, Charlie was a tremendous yeah. captain because he gave me the best advice. You know, he, he is a player who's very similar to me and how we go about our innings. And that is... Don't give it much thought. Just play, play. Yeah, you know, yeah, do you and play, yeah. play how you see it. Um, yeah. And I think that I'd advise most batters to play that way. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. taking into consideration the circumstances of whatever the scenario was that you're going into yeah. batting. But um, yeah, put me into the second team. I've never regretted. I've never batted an eyelid. I've never complained. I've never more. No. Just got on with it. No. I think it was in 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 essence. I think it was a, a, a you know really good thing to do in terms yeah. of my development yeah. first team cricket. 
So what did you end up with in 2012? Can you remember you know, what, what sort of uh, score uh, runs did you get at the end of the season? Six, six thirty, six thirty in the league. But me, but that year, me and Ben, um, with me and Ben, had really good years that year, where we almost every game had a stand of, of seventy plus, um, yeah. which, which to me still to this day is something that yeah, as a team whoever you are if, yeah. if, you know I think it is down to to set the, the tone set the tempo yeah. of that innings I think it's all down to the openers really to create yeah. that yeah. you know we got, we got I mean Blaze touches up touches up touches on it a lot with regards to certain individuals if you are opening and you're getting them stands it's then up to one of them at least to push on. I think yeah. irrelevant, of, irrelevant of that, although he, he may be correct in some, some instances, I think it is a case of just getting a good stand, opening stand and going from there. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. But I remember, I remember at the start of that year, I weren't, I weren't, it weren't a definite that I was going to be in the first team following on from the previous year's performances and obviously the actual performance I had in the seconds as well. What happened is I, I remember having a game for Lanks because that was, that was the time I was in the, heavily involved with the, the Lanks setup. Um, it was the under-19s and we had a game at Southport and Birkdale um, at the first weekend of April. It was freezing and I got 140, not out. And I, and I think Charlie just, just gave, me, he gave me a phone call and he just said, look, we, we're, we're going to you, you know, give you a go and, and we'll go from there. And yeah. I remember opening, the opening game against East Lanks, Oki was pro for them. And uh, yeah, me and Ben made some runs. I got 60 odd. And we, we won comfortably. It's when the picture drove of Oki knocking Oki's stumps. Yeah, a yeah, picture yeah. of it. Not sure you've ever seen it. There's a picture of, of Oki mm. playing a defensive shot and his stumps are everywhere. Yeah. That was that game. And there's sort of, yeah, the, the, the um, momentum was, was taken from there really for the rest of the year. I mean, yeah. we yeah. won the Worsley Cup final and we won the, the league as well. Yeah. And Jez, although in that 2011 season, Johnny didn't play or didn't bat that much or perform how he wanted, um, as someone who's grown up with him, for a long time, there was never any kind of question that he wouldn't be one of the no. kind of Lancashire League Premier batters. Yeah. That was yeah, no, never in question. It was just one of those seasons, I think, where... I mean, yeah. I think there was definitely a second team game at Rottenstall, Johnny. Where Did you get like 130? That was, in the, that was the year before. Oh, was the, it? In the two right. before I made the first team debut. But that <laughs> year I did... There were 20 overs left. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Uh, remember that recent uh, recent show behind. Just as they put the new clubhouse up, Jez, all finishing up, and they were behind clubhouse yeah. get, getting up balls and bringing them back. But that that year we did play Rottenstall again. The year I did get dropped in the two, we did play Rottenstall a year again, and I, I got ball around my legs on ninety five trying to sweep. Of course. I remember yeah. Frank. I remember Frank Entwistle uh, welcoming me at the club because obviously he, he was trying to encourage me to just get back into the ones and obviously be in a happy place with, with my cricket. Uh, I remember yeah. him really congratulating me, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I used that. I used the, the, the 2011 season as leverage, really, to just sort of kick on from there and yeah. sort of prove myself. There's no two ways about it. You know, I don't think I've had a, 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 a as bad a year as that since. Since so. No, no. And there's some good players there. It's a good side, were not it? It was a good side around there. So you wouldn't be desperate to get back in because you would know that you know good things are ahead, and and you're still more than young enough to. Uh, you know, to establish yourself, which you did. So, 2012 to 2013, um, what's your memories around those two seasons? Frankie. That's off to Frankie. Um, I yeah. feel that, I mean, it's hard for me because unfortunately, obviously, I don't know the history of the first team. I don't know the history of, of Laura House in terms of what they yeah. suffered with, with the defeats and, and performance. Yeah. But for me, I'll be honest with you, there's been nothing but success irrelevant yeah. you know whether it be a league 2020 semi-final yeah. runner up whatever you know we've always been up there 
Um, yeah. So I think since since moving into that side, Frankie was around, and I think he was just a um, he, he played a pivotal part really in in just just Laura House's history, shall we say? Because for me, he completely transformed the first team's ethic, um, morale. Performance. He revolutionised the, the the fielding. I mean, the field on a Thursday night. I've heard it on the podcast that we mentioned on um, the other the other one with Francois. It it was just so good. It regardless how intense it was, it was just so good. It was just something that we en- actually really enjoyed doing. But yeah. whilst enjoying it, we were we were we were bettering our performance by so you know such a, such a long way that in the in when it comes to the, the, the game days on the weekends, we we were up for it. Uh, I think Frankie's not paying himself enough credit for that because at the end of the day, regardless of how much shit he talks, he, he, he were class. He were class. He really were. I mean, the benefit to him as well, what people miss and what people forget, is relevant of him being a pro back then in 2012-13. He was a really young lad, and he was actually yeah. he was actually more suited to be hanging around with us lot than the likes yeah. of Dooch, Charlie, and Johnny Russell, etc. With no yeah. respect to, to them guys, because you know, yeah. I remember countless times it'd be me, Joe, Paddy. Matt Walker, Sean Lewis, we'll be at Jules's living room playing on his Xbox. You know, we, we were mates with him, but at the same time, we respected him as a pro and he never lowered himself to our level. You know, he, he just he just kept it about. I mean, he was fit. He was going crawl all the time. He had heaps of this bloody protein stuff on fridge in Jules's kitchen and he'd go, I've been bench pressing. He was just a, he were a maniac. But <clears throat> in terms of his cricketing, ability and, and what he did I, I think he, he played a massive massive part um, irrelevant of, of certain individuals in that side I think he was the I think personally he was the main um, the, the the core really of, of everything sort of turning around in them two seasons yeah no, three, I mean, se- yeah. three seasons sorry yeah I do agree you, you, in a lot of people said in that you know he was the, the catalyst really that really kicked started it when we you know when we had such good players around there but it was actually someone who came in who did, we didn't you know, yeah, cracky. You know, we were we looked forward to signing him, but didn't know a great deal about him, and he completely turned it round. What's your thoughts around that dude? Because we've said this a few times. You know, what what Johnny's saying there—that he were more part of the the really young rugrats instead of your era of rugrats. Uh, Francois, yeah, he kind of fell in between two really, and I, th- I think at times he did suffer from that because you know he was probably older. Than, than you lot, but significantly younger than than us lot. He, he did fall in that in that gap. But just to pick pick up on the point that you made there about about training and the the shape that we got in as a side around that time was was special. And you know, we the 2012. I, I was right at the end of of my of my playing career then. But the effort that people would were going to on Thursday nights, the the environment, the competitive nature of it was like phenomenal it was it was an event in itself and i think that obviously turned us into into a into a bit of a machine and this comes back to a point that i've made previously about momentum you only all right you don't only get it if you're doing well but it's a lot easier to foster that environment on thursday nights or tuesday nights or whatever it may be if you're going in the right direction as a team i don't think you can you can perform and and get to those levels at training if you're mid-table or you've not got much to play for, particularly not in the second half of a season. So I think it's like a bit of a, a, a circle effect where if you're doing well, everybody lifts it at training and obviously that makes your performances on weekends better as well. I mean, to, to touch on that point, Joe, I actually think it's had more of a negative impact sort of up to now because of, of how things, of how we made things back then. 
I think it's made Lawhouse's expectations so high that, you know, in terms of maintaining that, it's been a challenge. You know, I, I don't think people give us enough credit for how well I think we are still doing or are doing. You know, just because we aren't winning leagues or winning Worsley Cups or winning 2020 competitions doesn't mean that, you know, we're not a, a, a really, really good side. And, and I think, again, it, just going back to that point, it, it's, it's just a case of because things were so good in, in terms of the performances we were putting in, you know, the, we weren't just beating teams, we were, you know, we were decimating them, you know. I, th- I think it was just something that people, were, the spectators were thinking, shit, you know, they mean business. And I think, you know, there's been, don't get me wrong, there's been a few occasions last year, or sorry, the year before, where we have, we have slackened. Um, I mean, obviously I can't speak for the, for the other, the, you know, the three teams I weren't, I weren't present, but I just think that, because of that change, we, we've just we've raised that bar that high. It's been hard to to achieve anything better, if not the same. But you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think we do. We are. Yeah, in a, yeah. in league soon. I think one of the this this might sound like a really ridiculous point, but it's you know it's going to be ten years ago since Francois came um, this season, uh, and you know I was sixteen and Johnny was fifteen, sixteen, and 15, yeah. yeah, and. As I say, this might sound ridiculous, but I, in terms of the standard of training, I can't do the same things that I used to do when I was 16. I know I'm only 26, but I can't. My, my, my body won't let me do it now. My back is in tatters. <laughs> my hips, my, my hips and knees are, sh- are shot at. Um, but I still, but I still kind of work hard and train. I don't know how Johnny. I don't know how Johnny feels about that. It's, it's probably Joe because you run four hundred kilometers a month and you, <laughs> you, you, your ankles and hips click every time you walk a step. So I don't know. I mean, for, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Jez is in better nick than you. So maybe just to comment whether he can keep up the intensity of training. Mm.